All right. As you know, our country has set some pretty ambitious targets for welcoming newcomers to our country. Lots of them on the way. Um, that would include, I would assume, permanent residents and all the rest. There's a, there's, you know, when we talk about immigration, there's a, there's a large mix of different ways that it happens. And, um, it seems like, and I'm not 100% sure because I'm not living through it, that there's some difficulty in some of these areas. Somebody who is living through it, though, and is dealing with some of these problems is Ashley Stewart, who is a national enterprise reporter for Global News. Ashley, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, you too. Thanks for thanks for having me. Okay, so let's just go. To, let's just set the stage here. Um, you're applying or trying to secure permanent resident status, correct? Yeah, I've been here for eighteen months, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to stay here. Basically, <laughs> you're from Australia, right? I'm from New Zealand. New close. Zealand, okay, close enough. Yeah. Um, so, how long have you been working on this process of getting permanent resident status? When did that start? I mean, it started probably, I mean, you can apply after a year, right? So we, we started probably about six months ago, but there's obviously been some external issues going on that have hampered this process for us. Now, the process itself, if, if we can, before we get to some of those issues that we're talking about, what is the process? Like, how does it work? If you're somebody who's seeking permanent residency in Canada, how does that, what is the process you're talking about? I mean, so I'm I'm applying with my husband. He's the primary applicant. Thankfully, his job is a bit more in demand than mine, being a journalist. I don't think Canada wants any more journalists <laughs> at the moment. So he's an engineer. So he, he has to go through, I mean, you have to do an English test, no matter whether or not you are a, a, a native English speaker. You have to get documents um, ratified by lawyers, but you have to get your home um, university documents um, ratified and stuff like that as well. You have to pay a lot of money. Um, there's a certain amount of back and forth with lawyers. It, I mean, it's just a long and cumbersome process. But the issue with, with uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it is expensive. It is cumbersome. And I think for some people, <laughs> don't bother because they get their their workplaces to sponsor them for but for people who want to stay long term permanent residency is really important yeah I, I think you're right i think for a lot of people they just it, it's so arduous they just abandon it now you, you talk about doing this with your husband who seems to be in more demand how do you know how does that work you get a scoring system from the government right yeah, there's a scoring system which which comes up with a lot of different kind of uh, points. So, like, my husband at the moment has 520 points towards our application. I have five. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons for that, being that he's done the English test, he's the primary applicant, and he's in construction. So anything to do with construction in Canada right now is quite obviously, you can see it on the street with all the, with yeah. all the building, is 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 in demand and so we kind of thought we have a bit of an easier easier go of it but unfortunately it's been three months and 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 nothing now the the invitations right where you're, you you that that's how it used to work every couple of weeks the government mm -hmm. would open it up for people who are seeking permanent residency status to receive an invitation how does that work typically and and what's happened Exactly. So you put essentially when you've got all your um, you've got your application together, then you go into a pool of people that also have a certain however many points they have towards their application. You're in a pool with them, and every two weeks the government used to um, take say a certain amount of people. It used to be around five thousand who are above a certain amount of points, whether that's five hundred, four hundred and fifty points, whatever it is, they would take five thousand 
around 5,000 every two weeks. Unfortunately, in November, I think around the 23rd, that was the last draw and there have just been no draws since then and no real explanation from IRCC or anyone as to why that is. I mean, there's been... There's, the, the IRCC are going into a more targeted approach next year for immigration, so they're able to kind of cherry-pick um, professions that they can let into the country. Um, but And there's been talk about a glitch in the computer system that, that's affected those draws, but there's been, I mean, IRCC have not been forthcoming about why that is and if the people that are in the pools right now will will have priority to be selected this year. I mean, everyone is just completely... I mean, we just have no idea what's going on, basically. Yeah, I was looking through, you know, if there were any statements, any press releases, anything, and all I can find from them is a statement saying, we've added resources and continue to increase the number of permanent residents, temporary residents, and citizenship applications that are being processed. So uh, you're right, there's a huge disconnect with what they're saying and what seems to be happening. For sure. And I mean, I'm not going to, um, I'm not naive enough to think that this is affecting me more than it is anyone else. There's people there that have been, that have been waiting for a really long time. And also, once you go into, into the drawer, your, your status in that drawer, it expires after a certain amount of time. So there are a lot of people who are coming close to having whether it's work permit, um, work permits expiring, whether it's their draw status expiring. And so there have been people protesting in front of IRCC offices and things like that um, in recent days, but just it's still radio silence from them and no indication as to, as to what they're doing to kind of clear this backlog that must be just piling up. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a head-scratcher. I can't figure it out either. We're going to try and figure it out. I know you don't want to report on it uh, as you're in the middle of it, which makes perfect sense. But keep us posted and let us know as, as we go along if there's any progress, okay? I sure will. I mean, I just want your country to let me stay. That's all. <laughs> We'd love to have you, Ashley. We, we'll, we'll work this out. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it right now. <laughs> okay. Ashley, best of luck. And like I say, stay in touch and we'll, and we'll see where this goes. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.